How's it going? This is Ty, and this is episode 115 of the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast, and I'd like to welcome you, which of course I do. All right, so I realized that this blog, the blog post, and this episode that it's connected to is actually going to be about a segment of the blog, and apologies on the voice as far as that goes. I just wanted to try to get back into the routine, so it might be a little rough. All right, so the post that this is going to be linked to is called American Idol Results, a new blog segment and moving ahead. Originally posted May 2nd of 2014. All right. So it's been a long time since I've actually watched a season of American Idol, so probably almost a decade. So yeah, I didn't give away the result at that time. did surprise me that the top five at that point controlled who stayed and left depending on whether or not they wanted to stay together together or not. But then two people would have gotten kicked off the next week. So I would have liked to see them stick together, but as far as that goes, it might all be staged. I'm not entirely sure because I've never been a part of a show like that, so I don't know. The results show did make an impact, which is what I wanted to talk about, that I talked about a lot that particular week in May of 2014 about making an impact. So which is what I hope to do with this podcast and as well as the blog for quite a long time. But in order for things to get better, they usually can't stay the same. So that's why I decided to make a new blog segment at that point to talk about uh, character setting, plot, fairy tales. I'm doing something just for fun. But then it was like, okay, can I benefit my readers and by extension you if you're listening to this as well? By if I could make it a semi-regular, just keep doing it in a certain way. And I'm like, okay. So I created Fabulous Fiction Friday, where I post a writing prompt on the blog once a week, every Friday, usually, almost every Friday, unless I got something going on, which usually I don't, let's face it. Anyway, uh, where I give the prompt and then I actually like do the prompt to a certain extent, or at least the beginning of it to show what I would do to put it into practice. So that's triple F that's fabulous fiction Fridays. And it's like, does it really matter? I talked about, that's also why I think I talked about writing prompts and their benefit, which is what really got me started thinking about like doing this. Okay. So for the one for that day, (laughs) this is really elaborate. I had forgotten that these, I had gotten less and less elaborate over the months and weeks and years as things went on. But the actual thing that I had talked about was, okay, inside an old box, you find a sealed envelope marked when I'm gone, written in your grandma's handwriting. She vanished mysteriously 50 years before. Trying to keep your finger steady, you open the envelope to find a note. What does it say? And that was the entire prompt right there. But I didn't stop there. I wouldn't be me if I did stop because I wanted to get in on the fun because why not? That was a pretty, well, not to pat myself on the back, but it's mysterious enough to try to get the writing juice flowing, you know, as far as that goes to get us going. Okay. All right. So, so like a huge amount of things are at play in any kind of story. You can change any one of them to make the story different. That's why also if somebody's editing your work, you can have you can get lots of other 
lots of different opinions and viewpoints based on what certain editors are looking for. You can get certain viewpoints and so on based on what certain copywriters are looking for or what they like to emphasize and things of that nature, what kind of hooks they like to use or stories or proof elements. And thus, of course, they're following a formula, although most copy kind of does follow a formula as far as that goes. But different formulas are preferred by different people for different reasons. Okay, so got a character, setting, plot, a conflict, and a problem, which seems rather simple. Uh, but we can complex it up. Don't worry. That's why I'm here. Okay, so if we make the main character, say, a robot, a shapeshifter, somebody who's four years old, or a 25-year-old robot shapeshifter, an alien, a dudette, a dude, a dog, a cat. If we wanted to keep the story the same in all the other points, it would be a different story. Although I'd admit uh, having a cat or a dog intelligently read a, hand, a letter handwritten by a human, perhaps a human, would be interesting in itself and would change the story in other ways too. All right, so that's that's a mind-opening thing when you think of all that possibility because you could do basically a bunch of stories based on changing that one element. All right, so how about setting? What could we do with setting? We could do a lot of things. Okay, we could have, and I have to be careful, depending on when you listen to this, I don't think... This this ether, this ethereal sound of my voice is going to make it this far, but if it does, great. Okay, what if we flash forward to Earth in the year 2446, assuming you're actually reading this before that date occurs? All right, we could have a different thing. It's like, okay, a human character with their grandma finds this one I'm gone envelope, and it's Earth in 2446. What if it's uh, Venus or... Could be a robot factory, an old farmhouse, a museum in London, 1945. A planet full of bats and monkeys who understand one another perfectly. <laughs> which would be pretty cool as well. And I mean, the setting itself, what's cool about setting to me, even though like you don't want to, you don't, it should be in the background as far as that goes, but so many elements go into it that you can draw on to make things interesting usually including factors like uh, geography, politics, religion, transportation, things like economics. Whether your world has more than one language, this is assuming that you're creating your own world because, of course, here on Earth, there are many, many different languages, of course. Uh, family structures, uh, medicine, law, the arts. Uh, issues about poverty, crime, or disease. Uh, business, entertainment, communication. What would happen, let's say, if... Um, your writing, your setting, or your world, like eliminated one of those things. There's plenty of variation for that, okay? Let's say uh, the world has no, let's say, no travel. Nobody can travel. Well, why not? You'd have to come up with a reason for that. It's like, how do they get around? Well, they don't need to because X, Y, or Z. They travel completely in their minds or with their minds, so they don't need things like cars or planes or anything like that. They can just use the power of imagination, you know, something like that. And that's before we'd even touch the plot. You could have all that variation, probably a hundred stories. I mean, this shouldn't be 
repetition would be permitted as far as that goes. It's like you can't have, there's nothing saying you can't have medicine, law, and the arts in one story and then clip out all the rest of it or keep it all and make the main character a robot or, you know, something else like that or an alien robot. <laughs> uh, personally, I think plot is a strange collision of character setting and conflict itself or a character in the setting dealing with some kind of problem or other. I think it's easier when you have an idea of your character and setting to come up with a plot, being in a strange society. I mean, like, get problematic popping out of the woodwork if your setting has that, you know. It's like, okay, a stranger in a strange land. If someone comes to that land, they think it's totally abnormal. What do the inhabitants think of this particular character? And that can create conflict. Plot itself can be kind of blank, though, but it's, it's the essence of a good prompt. All right. Let's see. Oh, oh wow. Okay. I had forgotten about that. Okay, anyway. So what if somebody is robbed, let's say, on the way to the grocery store? He planned to spend his last do dollar. How could we deal with that with any of the other factors? Of course we could. Same with if a man is overdrawn at the bank and gets a call from his daughter and he tells she gets the news that she's pregnant. That's pretty awesome. I mean, that could lead to all sorts of like plot problems and character issues. Or maybe someone is going to a job interview, she loses her shoe down a storm drain. Right after the only bus for the day pulls away from the stop. It's the last bus in the morning and she only has 30 minutes to get across town to interview, of course. That in itself is kind of dated as such due to the COVID pandemic of 2020, but how things have changed and altered. Maybe for maybe for good, maybe forever, don't know. It's kind of wild right now. The dust is still kind of flying through the air as far as the time of this recording, so I guess we'll see. But plot, with plot character and conflict are kind of like, okay, the they have to work together. All right. So after all that rigmarole, I like to address like what I would do with the granny's letter prompt. All right. So what if granny here is an alien? I, I enjoy science fiction and fantasy twists kind of a thing. She went back to her native land 50 years ago to prevent them from destroying the earth. Although you would have to start in this particular case with either an earthling character who doesn't quite fit in society for some reason or other, or just, you know, they'd have to be an earthling or be able to pass as an earthling because they were unaware for that to actually work. Or Granny wants to bring knowledge of economics on Earth back to her home planet and she hasn't gotten back yet. And that's what the note is about. Or Granny meant to warn others about you yourself. And she was praying you weren't the one who would read the letter first. <laughs> that was, that's a little random. That would be, you know, that would be a bit of a negative reflection on Granny because she could never be sure who would open the letter after she was dead. It's like, okay, she, where she can perceive who opens the letter. Did she curse the letter or something crazy so that you try to pick it up and something happened? Or maybe it only 
reacted to you when you opened it and touched the paper inside or, you know, something. Uh, some of these types of ideas have been used over and over, which is also why I encouraged you, I would encourage you as I encourage myself to add or take away different aspects to make them as unique as you possibly can. I think this is probably before I had revealed, I had read, I think a web page. I can't remember where it's at, but the title of it was something called like the 36 dramatic plots where like there are only like 36 plot variations. There's not like hundreds. I think there are others who would say like seven or 17 or three or four. It's not very much. So I think the variation to an extent has to come from the other factors in plots, so like character, setting, story problems, something like that. That's also why <laughs> online magazines publish huge documents about stories and plots they'll automatically reject because they don't like that or they think it's terrible or they've just received too much of it and they just want to get people to knock it off. And fiction prompts are also great for storytelling. So if you don't necessarily do fiction, but you do write or create in some way, it can be worth it to give it a shot. You know, if it's only a sentence or three, that's fine. That's also why writing means so much to me personally because of how the variation of it and how ideas get on the screen. Like, okay, maybe it morphs from your brain to your fingers. And you don't quite grasp it. Or maybe you do grasp it and you decide to clip out some of it before it expresses itself. Because in reality, we're making something real here. If you do write or you do create from something that didn't exist before, it's like it didn't exist at all. The concepts existed, but as far as the exact expression, that's for you and you alone to come up with, which is why I think it's so awesome. Uh, the short story form existed, let's say, but as far as only my exact interpretation, I can do that. Just like you can interpret the prompts that I had talked about today or any other prompt you encounter your whole life for that matter in a way that moves you and that matters to you personally because that's your personal expression. You can you can do. And so I kind of tossed out a bunch of ideas for today. I wouldn't be able to do that afterward. I just wanted to make sure that I had really started out at this point with the triple F is like with a really – a strong showing as far as that goes. I wanted to make it unlike any other, and I hope I did that. I also kind of wanted to make this episode like any other, despite the voice issue after uh, it's traveling. So anyway, all right. So everything was a bit downhill from there after the first prompt, but this was actually the first prompt on the blog. If you'd like to take any of the ideas to put your own spin on them, you know, go ahead. Writing's writing's writing. And uh, at that point, I had signed off. I can't say, I hope you have an awesome weekend because not the week's not over yet. It's like would be only halfway. So I can't do that unless I put my podcast to a different day, which I really don't want to do because I kind of get into routine because I like that. Anyway, so just think about think about writing itself, not as something like, if you do enjoy it, or maybe even if you don't enjoy it, just think of it as something that you want to explore, like a creative side of yourself to just see what you can come up with. And you might be surprised with what you end up creating, which is the really the true power of it. 
That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me at my copywriting samples website, which is tymallcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yola site is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. Oh, you can support this podcast by liking, sharing, commenting, and subscribing to get the word out. You can also become a monthly contributor if you'd like. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks at the end of each and every episode. Well, not individually, but collectively. Uh, for $4.99 a month, I'll give you part of the show notes for that week, for that episode, and the month that you're featured. Terms apply, of course. And for $9.99 a month, I'll do a 30-second to one-minute ad for you to promote your business during the show. Again, terms apply. All right. I appreciate it once again that you took time to listen to me today, this week, this time. And we will catch you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day.